You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, you can find this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. The Houston Texans came away victorious on Saturday in a 23-20 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With the win, the Houston Texans clinched the AFC South Division and the playoffs. But boy, that was by far the ugliest but yet entertaining game of the season. As always, I'm your host. Cody Davis along with my partner in crime John some sports guy Hickman and I can't wait to talk about how that was the worst exciting game I've seen not on Madden there was ups there was very few ups <laughs> there was a lot of downs and a lot of downs that the, the Texans were able to allow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to convert I had a big issue with a lot of things that I saw yesterday. I will give kudos where kudos is due to the Texans secondary. Getting those turnovers, even though they were hand-wrapped. Like Christmas is next week, this week. And a lot of those interceptions were right under the tree for the Texans. And here <laughs> is gift wrap. Santa came early. But I had some issues that I can't wait to talk about with the team on offense. What did they do to win the game? What did they do to make this game more interesting than what it should have been. And then, of course, we got to talk about injuries, how that affected the game, whether it was with the Buccaneers or the Texans. I'm sick and tired of one injury that has been reoccurring since he's gotten to town. We have a lot to talk about today. But before we do all of that, I want to let you know about breaking tea. Yesterday's game was won on a last-minute interception by Jameis Winston. But last minute doesn't always have to be bad. Breaking Tea does it all. If you're looking for a last minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com backslash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com backslash locked on and then feel free to search our site for great shirts. And fun sports gifts. Tis the season to be jolly. Tis the season to be loving. And if you're a Buccaneers fan, tis this entire season to be just generous when it comes to giving turnovers. <laughs> You know, it's funny when we did the crossover show with Locked On Bucks, um, the host over there, James Yarko, he he said, you know, when Jameis Winston throws an interception, it's always a good sign. That means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to come out with a victory. And at least in the four, last four games. Yeah, at least in the last four games. But uh, we, we're going to talk about Jameis Winston, and we're going to talk about, you know, the Texans defense as a whole. But um, first, let's just talk about this 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 Texans offense. Even though the Texans came out victorious in this game, to, totally, to, to fully understand how crazy this matchup was on Saturday, it's not too often that you get yourself in a situation where the winning team end up losing damn near all the important stats. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won just about every single one of those. First downs, 19-15 Tampa Bay. Total yards. This is the one that got me the most. Total yards, 435 to 229 bucks. 
There was a lot going on. First and foremost, can I get some shine by the improvements that the Buccaneers secondary made? Is it is it fair for me to get some shine right there? I think it's well deserved. I think when the secondary, you know what? Let's say this: Jason Pierre-Paul had a monster day. Deshaun Washington was sacked five times. Jason Pierre-Paul had three of those sacks. So, unlike what the Texans can benefit from, the Buccaneers secondary, at least for yesterday, had the had the pleasure of having a front seven that can get after the quarterback. So, the secondary for the Buccaneers, which held Deshaun Washington in that offense in check for 140. 484 passing yards, did a very good job yesterday. The entire Buccaneers defense, we knew that that was the best run run defense in the league, but they held the Texans to 68 total yards. Now, I want you to go and, and say what you have to say because I think we may be on the same plane here getting to the same location about this Texas offense and how disturbing it was to watch yesterday, frustrating, and just downright deplorable. It really was. Even with Deshaun Watson, you know, he only completed 59% of his passes, only threw for 184 yards, um, one interception, by the way. It, this Texans offense, is just it, they just didn't have anything going. And, and, and you know, I mentioned the, the receiving core. Texans receiving core did not do anything this game, and I was kind of disappointed by it. You mentioned they had 184 receiving yards. Um, their top receiver was Kenny Stills with, with five catches, 57 yards. They held DeAndre Hopkins. They, they did a good job on DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they had him double. Which goes back to my point. When Will Fuller is off the field, you can focus more on DeAndre Hopkins. They had DeAndre Hopkins double at some points. He only ended the game with five catches, 23 receptions. Saturday's game is a tough one because I don't know if it's the result of good defense by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or just bad offense by the Texans. This was by far one of, I don't want to say the worst performance that, that, that they had this season, but it's right up there. I have to give credit where credit is due. Todd Bowles had the Buccaneers defense on 10 yesterday. Thankfully so. If it was not for that defense, the game could have been way out of hand early on. I mean, let's – and we'll talk about what the Texans were able to do on, on defense later on in the show. But let's let's really look at the fact that early in this game, the game should have been over. The second pass of the game, the Texas defense goes out, and they get a pick six. However, the Buccaneers defense was the real MVPs of this game – for the Buccaneers, they kept them in the game. Five sacks on the Texans. They were able to keep the run in check. And you know what I had an issue with? After two catches, Will Fuller had two catches for 11 yards. He goes out with an injury, groin injury. He's going to get an MRI on that. Let me say something. As dynamic as he can be, as dynamic as this offense can be, I think we understand that, for one, the Texans, Bill O'Brien, he's going to get a lot of trouble today. At some point, your doghouse shouldn't matter when you know that, A, you're already limited at the receiver position, B, you know that you have a receiver within a blink of an eye can go off the field with an injury in Will Fuller. Next week, Kiki QT has to be somewhere on that field because – there's a liability with that position. Secondly, 
I'm tired of this offense being handicapped by Will Fuller. What I mean by that is, we everybody knows, we say it all the time, whether you're a fan, whether you're in the media, we, well, it, does, it does not matter. When you have Will Fuller on the field, look how much he can, look how much he can, what it does for the offense. I get it. I really do understand it. And the numbers show since 2017, the numbers have it for Watson with Fuller on the field. 15.5 yards per attempt, 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions, a pass rating of 94.6. Without Fuller, 10 yards per attempt, six touchdowns, six interceptions, a pass rating of 66.6. And that's bad because if there's no point, there's just a six, 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 never mind. I just, that was something else. But what I'm saying is it's known that He's a big part of this offense. I understand it, and I get it. But at some point, you have an all-pro receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Where's the play calling with making sure he gets the ball in his hands? He's great with running out the catch. He's great with securing the pass in the middle of the field, making a little bit into, into something. You have him, but he, it always feels like that there's more of a benefit with Will Fuller's on the field than with – DeAndre Hopkins, and I understand it, but get him the ball. Get him the ball. And if you know that your offense was having issues with a defense, a very stout defense with the run, they shut that down. They were able to get after Watson early and often. If you know that's the case, why aren't we seeing more quick passes? Why aren't we seeing more intermediate routes to get the ball out quicker to get more flow? Why aren't we seeing more utilization of Duke Johnson and the tight ends? There's an issue with this offense that we're full of handicaps yesterday, and I was getting all kind of backlash, and I accept it. Bill O'Brien did a terrible job with that offense yesterday. A terrible job. And I'll say this, if it wasn't for defense and special teams, we would be having a show about how next week the Texans have to get prepared in order to win win the Titans game to make it to the playoffs or not. That offense looked atrocious yesterday. And there never seems to be a constant halftime adjustment. There always seems to be sticking with the game plan when the game plan is not working. And for that, that leads to me, that leads me to believe that this team is not a serious contender at all. Yes, they won the AFC South for the sixth time in 10 years in this decade. I understand it. I get it. Congrats with everything you've went through this season. You deserve it. But once again, it looks like the outcome is going to be the same. You can't trust this team to make that next step. You mentioned that if it wasn't for the defense and the special teams that we'll be sitting here talking about how this will be a crucial game for the Houston Texans to win on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Yes, I know they recover five turnovers, but at the end of the day, I do not believe that the Texans defense played a good game. Most of those interceptions and even the fumble, it just basically just fell in their hands. I believe that this game was more of the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was injured and it was playing without some of their best players. And, and here's why I say that. If this was a good defensive game for the Houston Texans, especially their DBs, there's no way in hell they would have gave up 335 receiving yards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When you look at a guy like Jameis Winston, he threw 
four interceptions. Three of them coming in the first half. Two of them coming in the first quarter. One of them, Bradley Roby, caught on the second play of the game, caught it and ran a pit six. But I know the headlines are going to read, Jameis Winston throws four interceptions and Tampa Bay lost to the Texans. But if you truly break down that game, that injury that Jameis Winston is dealing with, that fractured thumb, is the part of the reason why he threw at least two of those interceptions. John, I don't know if you've seen it, and listeners, I don't know if you've seen it either, but when they showed a lot of those interceptions in, in replay in slow motion, they did not have a spiral on those balls. I believe you and I probably could have threw a better spiral than that. And I'm speaking from experience here. And let me just say this because now I feel like I got to I gotta put a disclaimer on everything that I say from here on out. When you are an athlete, and you are trying to play through an, through an injury. And you have to play with extra equipment. In Jameis Winston's case, he was playing with, a, with, with some kind of hand brace that you can tell that it affected the way he was throwing the ball. I went through something similar like that. I'm no way in hell trying to compare me playing varsity high school basketball to Jameis Winston playing in the NFL. But when you are an athlete, you're trying to play through a through an injury and you have to play with some kind of brace on. It affects the way you play. I remember when I was on the court, you know, just trying to um, make defensive stops and I got a knee brace on my left knee. I couldn't move the way I wanted to. Now, slowly but surely, once I got used to it, I forgot it was there and I was able to move like I'm like I'm normally able to. I saw the same thing in Jameis Winston. After that first quarter, Jameis Winston got things going. And I guarantee you, if he had Michael Evans and Chris Godwin on that field, this team would have ended completely different for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let me tell you this. I know they recorded four interceptions, but the Texans secondary was pretty bad as well as the Texans offense. There was multiple times, especially in that first half, that the Bucks wide receiver outran the Texans DBs. Thankfully, Jameis Winston did not hit him. There was at least three plays that Jameis Winston could have thrown at least a 30 to 45 yard touchdown. There was several plays in that game. That could have worked completely different if Jameis Winston, A, wasn't hurt, and if B, if Godwin and Evans was on that field. I'm telling you, this game would have went completely different. And I knew Houston's defense was in trouble. When it was leading 17-3, to and in the final three minutes and 30 seconds of the first half, they gave up 73 yards and two touchdowns, which is the reason why this game was even heading into the break. Saturday's game for the defense, first and foremost, Saturday... For the Houston Texans and Buccaneers, felt like a high school game. <laughs> Just who can outbad the other and still get the win? And the funny thing about it, the second half was nowhere near as exciting as the first half. Like, I wanted more interceptions. I wanted chaos in that second half. I didn't get it. But for that, for, but for that Texans defense, you got to give kudos where kudos are due. But I think Bradley Roby played decent. I think given the injuries of the defense, you know, no McKinney, we had to use a dial a little bit more, which he had an interception to end the game, mm -hmm. which I called before it happened. I had put out an over and under if Jameis Winston ends his game with an interception. Let me just say this. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Texans because they went out and did their job. But I'm just saying when you look at the overall play of the Texans defense, and if, and if you see it, 
Five turnovers, you know, you ran the pick six. You would have had another pick six if it wasn't for that bogus holding call that they did. You know, you might think, man, the Texans defense came out and performed hella good. But when you break things down and you look at plays when they blown coverage, they blown man-to-man coverage, it just wasn't that good. And those are things they have to fix if they want to at least make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I don't think you're taking credit away, nor am I, but I understand where you're coming from. A lot of these mistakes that were given to them just so happened to fall out of the sky in the breadbasket because of who they were playing, because they were playing Jameis Winston, because that is the nature of that Bucks offense. They're built to overcome all of those turnovers. And honestly, they would have if... You know, if Winston was healthier, I don't think missing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin was as dire as Jameis Winston's thumb injury. I think that was more dire to that Bucks offense because it would have been a the game would have been different. However, I was watching Jameis throw yesterday. Yes, he had four interceptions, and three of those were just terrible. I think the last one that sealed the game was just a bad route ran by the running back. Very lazy route. However, Jameis was still able to get the ball in the vicinity of a lot of areas in order to make plays. It was just either slightly overthrown or whatever the case is. So I and, uh, and uh, Watson, the receiver, he had just picked up, the Buccaneers had just picked up a couple days ago coming off his couch. You don't really have too much chemistry right there. So you're still trying to learn and work with him, a new guy. What I'm getting at is Jameis could have still won that game for the Buccaneers if his thumb wasn't as bad as it was because it was pretty bad. You can see him wincing on snaps, which in the game, uh, Nate Burleson has spoke about how Jameis Wilson came out and said, the throws isn't what's bothering me. It's taking those snaps. The ball, the ball, the hand the ball contact. That's what's bothering him the most. And you was able to see it yesterday. The Texas defense, they had a middle-of-the-pack type of game. We can criticize you for this. We can criticize you for that. But when it mattered, you still got those five turnovers. Cause a big uh, turnover fumble that helped you out. Those four interceptions, the one to seal the game. Roby pick six. Without that pick six, do we have a different game? I believe so. Without Reed's interception and them getting in field goal range, knocking down the field goal to go up 10 10-0, well, that game would have been different. Different. Also, when we look at the defense, we have to give credit, a lot of credit to Angelo Blackson. His second week with a block kick on special teams. Brian Anger and how he punted the ball yesterday. I mean, beauty of punts at times. I think the special teams, along with the defense, will give you maybe a grade of a B. B minus. Right? Just a little bit in the middle. Um, but nonetheless, they did their job. When things fall out of the sky in the bread basket, the only thing you're supposed to do is catch it. And that's what they did. There's a reason why a lot of us in the media, whether it's here in Houston, whether it's national, just don't take this team serious. We have a lot to talk about this week. Even though it's Christmas, we're going to have a couple of days. I'm actually going out of town for a family Christmas break. We're going to Denver. I know what you're thinking. But there's a reason why this team isn't going to be taken seriously. There's a reason why we didn't. We should not rush Watt back. There's a reason why for a lot of things. And yesterday, I saw the light. 
Some fun notes regarding Saturday's win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, even though he finished the game with his lowest reception yards of the season with 23, he eclipsed 100 reception yards for the third time in his career, the second year in the row. Um, I'm pretty sure by the time his career is over with, he's going to be ranked amongst the top 10 receivers of all times, and hopefully he does not get snubbed, unlike two other All-Pro receivers who should have been on that All-NFL list. But we're not going to get into that today. Some other news regarding the Texans' win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all saw quarterback Deshaun Watson favoring that right ankle. Um, I know I got really, really scared um, because not only was he favoring the right ankle, he was holding on to the back of it close to the Achilles area but during his post-game press conference he said he feels fine and I'm pretty sure that we're not going to see him practice that much throughout the week I'm pretty sure they're going to limit him so um but Deshaun Watson said he's good Watson says he's good we also had another scare now we know the Texans gave up five sacks yesterday we had another scare Larry Tunsil had went down in the second half and he was a little bit slow to get up but he's also fine so that's a big Sigh of relief. We know the Texans are back-to-back AFC South champs again. Shout out to Brian Smith. I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, that sound bite, which always gives me a laugh, of Bill O'Brien says, it doesn't matter, Brian, AFC South champs once again. So they are AFC South champs once again. But the AFC South isn't just the goal anymore. Winning the AFC South isn't just a goal anymore because, let's face it, the window for continuously winning this division is getting smaller. Yesterday's performance lets me know why. A, guys, you were right. Maybe there should be a coaching change. Now, I'm fine with Bill O'Brien, the GM, because let's face it, the moves he's made allowed the Texans to get where they are right now. But being handicapped, by Will Fuller and having those excuses of if he, if he was on the field or not, that's tired. That's played out. The offense playing flat. The offense being predictable. The running the ball on first down. There's numbers that literally show the Texans, when they run the ball on the very first play of the game, they have issues with scoring. And if it was not for a pick six that happened on the second drive, they would have ended that quarter with three points. They have a problem with stopping teams on third downs. And yes, and Saturday's performance was the ugliest performance I have seen. They were only able to get 2.6 yards per play. Right, That's not going to cut it. 2.6 yards per play. This is an offense that features Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Duke Johnson, Kenny Stills. There has to be more game planning to get the ball in your stellar playmaker's hands. And constantly, we're not seeing that happen on a consistent basis. Now, yes, we saw a better performance out of guys like Merciless. He had two sacks yesterday. It was good to finally see him get back in the sack column consistently. But they had a very difficult time with getting after the quarterback without Jacob Martin who has been tremendous for the Houston Texans. We've seen this story all again. And this is why I don't think J.J. Watt should come back. Because if he comes back, will that help out the defensive line cause pressure? Yeah, maybe. 
But how many games have we seen this year where the offense has just been stalled out? Very blah, very bland, not moving. And yesterday's performance was another case of this team isn't for real. This team is not for real. Not only did the offense have issues, but Cody alluded to it earlier, how the defense, the numbers won't really tell the story of the defense. The Bucks' very first drive in the second half, they converted four third downs that ranged from short to long. They converted on four of those. Watson has been having issues a lot lately, which worries me because we saw him limp off around the Achilles area where he was kind of wincing at that a little bit. But yesterday he had issues with with completing some of the most simplest passes, getting the ball out to Kenny Stills, getting the ball out to DeAndre Hopkins and company. He's been having issues, and that has been happening in the last couple of games. And then Bill O'Brien, it's only so much I can do to just kind of protect your name in a sense. Not protect it, but stand up for you. I did not understand why Bill O'Brien called a pass play on first down with 3.30 seconds left, which led to a sack. There are certain things that this team has been doing all year that just makes me believe that they're not going to be good consistently. The only team in the league to beat the Chiefs and the Patriots. And those are one of the most explosive offenses. And then that dynamic defense. So they've showed us moments where they can be stellar on both sides of the ball. But this game's like this where the best player for the Houston Texans yesterday was Jameis Winston. (laughs) Going into this playoff, it looks like, and I could be wrong, another first-round exit. We're going to start getting into playoff matches and talk about the possibility of J.J. Watt's return on tomorrow's show. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. As always, I'm Cody Davis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. John, some sports guy Hickman, where you can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. Well, I'll be talking about sports, a lot of Texans news and Rockets news coming up because now we're just getting to the thick of sports and Breaking Bad. Until next time. I don't know, man. Just live life like Jameis Winston. Just do what you want to do. And if it doesn't work, if it don't succeed the first time, pick yourself up and try again. Peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.